You are Locked On Buckeyes, your daily podcast on the Ohio State Buckeyes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, Buckeyes fans? Welcome back to the episode of Locked On Buckeyes, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Jay Stevens, also the host of the Jay Stevens Podcast. It is Friday, January 8th, the year 2021, and man... This first week of the year, first full week of the year, has flown by just like this football season, but the season is not over. There's one game left to be played. As always, you can follow me on Twitter at jsteven07. You can also follow the podcast on Twitter as well at Locked on Buckeye. Lined up for today in segment number two, we'll talk about the Buckeyes basketball game that they have tomorrow against the Rutgers Scarlet Knights. Segment three, we will talk about the status of the last game of the season. We begin today's show with some unfortunate news that the Ohio State basketball team has lost their starting point guard for a period of time that is still to be determined. C.J. Walker has a torn ligament in his right hand. This is an injury that he has had and he has been going through and dealing with since the start of of preseason practices and mainly the scrimmage periods that they had prior to the first game of the season. CJ Walker, a transfer, started at Florida State and then transferred to Columbus to play for the Buckeyes and Chris Holtman. He is a gentleman that sometimes you may look at the stat sheet and say, wow, his production isn't that great. Averaging 8.7 points per game, averaging 4.2 assists per game, And on the surface, if you're just a stat sheet guy, if you're just somebody that goes and tries to look and see how somebody's play is based off their stat sheet, C.J. Walker, he's not one that's going to make your eyes pop out of your head or make you say, wow, that guy's going to be a future NBA lottery pick. But C.J. Walker does so much for this team that his time away from the basketball court and being a part of the team at least playing during games and being able to practice with the team during practices. Yeah, his contributions, his presence, what he means to this team, he will definitely be missed. With an injury like this, of course, you may be wondering, just like I was wondering, how in the world do the Buckeyes fill in this huge hole. C.J. Walker, uh, uh, I believe he's a fifth-year senior. I believe he had to sit out his transfer year, so he would be a redshirt senior right now. C.J. Walker's a guy on the court. Normally, Dwayne Washington Jr. is not a main or a key ball handler while on the court, but without Walker on the court, able to play, able to lead the team, not just on the offensive end, but also the defensive end as well as he is very scrappy, he is gritty, makes it hard for the opposing team to get into their offensive set and always has his hands and arms in the passing lanes, there is a good chance, and I'm probably going to count on it, us seeing Dwayne Washington Jr. being a bigger ball, uh, being a more focal part of the team when it comes to handling the ball. My buddy, a guy that I talked to about, just about every Ohio State Buckeye basketball and football game. He is a little hesitant when talking about Dwayne Washington Jr. I haven't asked him about this situation yet, but normally Buckeye fans, and as you watch Dwayne Washington Jr. with the ball, you may sometimes hold your breath and say, hold hold on, son. Hold, Hold on now. What are you doing? But as a leader on the team, 
This is a time for him to truly step up and do exactly what is needed of him during this game so that his team can be successful. Somebody else who may see more time right now with Walker being off of the court, Jimmy Sotos. He is someone that actually I have been looking forward to seeing get more playing time, be in a more significant role than what he has played so far this season. But this is a time when a player is out. Somebody has to step up. Jimmy Sotos could get more time. Some more people, Justin Arns and Justice Suing, could see time at guard at the guard spots with Walker out. Hey, the Buckeyes, yes, I know they're undersized, undermanned at times, but they have so many players that are going to have to step up. Washington Jr., Arns, Justice Suing. And then before the season, I know we talked about this briefly here on the podcast, there is a gentleman by the name of Michi Johnson. And I know when I mentioned this on the podcast previously, I talked about reclassification and how some people reclassify. They may be a senior in high school and say, ah, I want to reclassify and I want to be a freshman in college. I want to go to college early, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Well, Michi Johnson, a top recruit in the state, he did end up coming out of high school, reclassifying. He graduated high school early and he, and he started his career at Ohio State earlier than expected there's a acclimation period that he had to go through and there was he's still on schedule with that and due to and from what Chris Holtman has said he is still on schedule to start practices very very soon starting practices as soon will we see Michi Johnson play this coming Saturday against Rutgers still one of the better teams in the Big Ten I don't know. I, I'm not saying no. I'm not saying yes. I'm simply saying I don't know. Is I'm leaning more towards no. But I don't know what Chris Holtman is whipping up in his lab right now to try to get this young man ready to play. One key thing about Michi Johnson is this. He has not played competitive basketball since March due to a knee injury. Go back to March. That's his high school junior season. So the his junior year while he's in high school, that was the last time he played basketball at a competitive level. No AAU ball over the summer. I know some areas had it. Some areas did not. He did not play. And then now you're saying, oh, I'm going to reclassify, go to college. Hey, you're used to playing against 15, 16, 17, 18-year-old young men. Now you're playing between 18 to 22-year-old young men. Teenagers, two young men. Different ball game. Different level of physicality, different level of needing to know what's going on in your brain prior to it happening. Hey, <laughs> you got you 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 want to reclassify? Welcome to the Big Ten, young man. Hey, you may play very very soon. I know you don't know what's going to happen next. Practice is one thing. Watching film is another. Sitting there on the sidelines with your team is something different as well. But once you get on that court, Big Ten basketball is. Different. Let's step away very quickly. When we come back, we'll talk about the basketball team as they have a rematch against the Rutgers Scarlet Knights tomorrow on the Big Ten Network. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team 
every day. The college football season has just one game left. The NFL regular season is over and the playoffs start tomorrow. There's only one place that has you covered and only one place we trust. BetOnline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at BetOnline.ag and use the promo code LOCKEDON, that is L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, for your 50% welcome bonus. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. Don't forget to use promo code Locked on, that is L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet online, your online sports book experts. 2020 is mercifully over. It's time for a fresh start and a few more wins. If you're betting this year and want more wins, listen to Locked on Bets with your boy Q and Lee Sterling of Paramount Sports. They are picking college basketball, football, and NBA locks all winter long. Subscribe to Locked on Bets wherever you get your podcasts. A rematch with the Scarlet Knights. Rutgers and Ohio State just played a few weeks ago, and anytime you play a team this close to each other, the second game, second battle, is always going to be tougher than the first. The second battle is generally going to be harder anyway, but when you play them this close together, this is going to be really, really tough. Another reason why I believe this is going to be a really tough test for the Buckeyes, it's not just about C.J. Walker not being on the basketball court, but the Rutgers Scarlet Knights, they will be at home, and number two, they're coming off back-to-back losses, and you don't want to make it three in a row. They recently lost to Iowa at home, 77-75, and then they went to East Lansing and got smacked by the Spartans, Lost by 23 points, 68 to 45. And you know, in your head, you're wondering, Jay, you said this team is immensely talented. If you didn't, if I didn't, and I thought I said it, I'll say it now. The Rutgers Scarlet Knights basketball team is immensely talented. With them being as talented as they are, why do they get beat so bad? Well, there's two things. Number one, against Ohio State, they have a 6'11 big man that's a Nigerian. He did not play then, and he is still not playing now. When you have two guys, 6'11", Miles Johnson, 6'11", the Nigerian, who I can't pronounce his name, it's tough. It's very, very hard, especially when your team is mapped out and is formed around those two guys playing the basketball every single game. Another thing that I think is even bigger than, than the Nigerian not playing basketball right now, the shooting of Rutgers against Michigan State on Tuesday night was horrible. I mean, I'm amazed. Went back and watched some clips and watched some films, and Michigan State did a phenomenal job in transition, getting transition buckets, transition defense. They did a phenomenal job of making sure Jacob Young and the other guards there for Rutgers didn't get open looks, didn't get as many open shots as maybe they thought they should or they wanted. They did a phenomenal job. Now we all know about Ron Harper, John, Ron Harper Jr. Uh, we mentioned just mentioned Jacob Young, Geo Baker. These guys can score. They can put the ball in the basket. I saw a shot Ron Harper Jr. had against Michigan State. I believe it was in the first half. Busted the kid's eye. 
I mean, he had to because Michigan State's defense was locked down in that game, and it was huge. Back to the shooting that I said was bad. I'll describe it as atrocious. In the game against Michigan State, Rutgers shot from the field 30.5%. From three-point land, three for 12, 25%. From the free throw line, six for 17, 35.3%. I don't care who you are. I don't care what level of basketball you're playing. I don't care who's on your team. You could have Michael Jordan. Kobe Bryant, LeBron James, Allen Iverson, Kevin Durant. It just does not matter. If you're shooting 30% from the field, 25% from three, and 35% from the free throw line, hey, man, look, I don't know who you're going to beat because them numbers are bad. That's a testament to the defense of the Spartans during that game. I encourage you, on YouTube, peep, I don't know what company it is, you can go on YouTube and you can generally get a 10, sometimes 12 minutes, sometimes 15, sometimes a longer minute, a longer video of 20 minute video recapping college basketball games. So if you're one person that says, hey man, look, I'm busy. I missed the game against Michigan State uh, that the, the Rutgers had. I want to uh, watch parts of the game. I don't have time to sit down and watch the entire game, even if I'm fast forwarding through the, the commercials. Go to the YouTube. You can check out and find a video showing clips, highlights from that game. Another thing the Scarlet Knights did against Rucker, well, against Michigan State was, well, what this is another testament to the defense of Michigan State. Rutgers only allowed and gave up two double-digit scores for Rutgers. Ron Harper Jr. had 13 points on 5 of 12 shooting. Jacob Young had 11 points on of on 5 of 18 shooting. Ron Harper Jr., 1 for one for 4 from downtown. The 1-3 I mentioned where he busted the, defend, the defender's eye. That was the only 3 that he hit. Jacob Young, 0 for, one, 0 for 1 from downtown. Geo Baker, 2 for 7 shooting from the field. 5 points, 1 for 4 from downtown. And Mathis only had 1 basket that he made that was the only three that he took he shot one for four from the field the other scores there were only there were nine scores in the game geo baker had five points miles johnson a 611 center had two points and seven rebounds and everybody else four points for uh mulcahy mcdonald had two points doker had three points and mag had two points Another, a couple other things. I mean, this this game was alarming. You watch the game, you'll see, wow, Michigan State was on their job. Rutgers lost the rebound battle. They lost the, in the point total, a margin of loss was 23. The deficit that they had in rebounding was 22. 45 to 23, Spartans won that battle as well. And then when it came down to the blocks, Michigan State had eight blocks in the game. The Rutgers Scarlet Knights only had four, even with C.J. Walker not playing in the game. I said all of that previously to state this. Even with all that out, one thing Buckeye fans remember from that game, second half, the game was tight, and it surely looked like the Buckeyes were going to lose the game. Miles Johnson fouls out in the second half, and the script is flipped, turned 180 degrees, 
Some some might want to say flip turned upside down. And I know many of you will understand that reference. Nobody knows what's going to happen. Nobody knows if Miles Johnson will foul out again. CJ Walker is not there and he was a catalyst and he was a big piece into the comeback when once Ohio State Rutgers played the first time. But if the Buckeyes can learn anything from Michigan State is this. Make Rutgers feel you. Stay right there in their hip pocket. There were numerous times that the, that the ball handler would drive into the lane and the defender made sure, chest felt the defender. Hey, maybe, I mean, the ball handler, maybe the guy on offense did score the basketball. That's probably going to happen at times. But even with that being a possibility, they sure felt them. And that's a good reminder. Said, hey, you can feel me now. But next time, you're going to film me some more and film me some more and film me some more. And, and mentally, that's taxing. That'll wear you down. And honestly, when you come back to it, there's a good chance the next shot may be missed because the defender's like, oh. I mean, the uh, uh, guy on offense is like, oh, the defender did this that last time. They're going to do this again. Yeah, they're going to be physical. Might change up the move. And it could help the team win the game. Buckeyes have a big test tomorrow. In Jersey, 12 noon on the Big Ten Network. Be locked in. It's very beneficial to people in Columbus that are Buckeye fans that the Browns do not open the NFL playoffs playing at 1 o'clock Eastern on CBS. One more timeout. When we come back, we will talk about the status of the game on Monday. I believe it will be played, but I am not the one making the decisions. Looking for the best bets heading into Sunday's NFL action? Listen to Locked On NFL every Friday as your boy Q and Bo Brock are joined by a betting expert and analyst from the Action Network. Get your full weekend preview and Sunday six-pack of winning bets every Friday on Locked On NFL. Subscribe to Locked On NFL wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back. To the Locked On Buckeyes podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every single day. And you can't think about the national championship game during what has been the 2020 college football season, the game being played in 2021, without thinking about COVID-19 and how it could affect the biggest game of the season. Prior to the season being played, back in the beginning of August, there was there were times that I would wake up and I would turn on the Dan Patrick show. And I would turn it on and I would just listen to it about 20 minutes for the first 20 minutes before they went to their first break. And I would listen and watch, do things in my apartment before I would go to work. And the day that he broke the news about the Big Ten and there being the vote or there being a vote, and it came out being there may not be a vote, and there was an official vote to postpone or cancel the season. I'm here in the moment watching it, listening to it, and I'm thinking to myself that I just hear what I think I heard, and I didn't think at the time that Dan Patrick would be the guy to get this type of information. I know Dan Patrick has been around for a while. He definitely has sources about everything. So when it came in, when it came out, it was there. And then lo and behold, shortly after that, it hit the Twitter on their Twitter page. And then more information came out. Dan Patrick, whoever his source is, kept him tapped in, tuned in into what is going on with the Big Ten football season. 
Big Ten, Pac-12, other conferences involved as well. Well, once again, the Dan Patrick Show, Dan Patrick has a source, not sure who it is, and I don't know if it's the same source that has kept him tapped in and tuned in throughout this entire college football season. But Dan Patrick has a source, and when it comes to the game being played, and from what Dan Patrick has talked about, a guy who's been in sports media for (laughs) decades, Dan Patrick recently on his show earlier on Thursday made a statement about Ohio State and who is advocating for the game to be played Monday. Who was advocating for the game to be pushed back a week to January the 18th? Ohio State, they are very close to the availability limit right now. Based off the current numbers that are there inside the that are there inside the program. They have been they have been hit especially hard at the D-line position and other positions in on the football team. Keep that in mind. We all know there have been players on the defensive line for the past few games that have not been able to play. May it be contact tracing or literally a positive test. I'm not sure which one it is. Ohio State's done a phenomenal job of keeping things in-house. But the one position group that Dan Patrick mentioned on his show was the D-line position as a position group that was hit especially hard. Now, here's something very interesting, and I mentioned what happened in August because I I believe the Big Ten, being the way that they have been all year long, could possibly be doing the same thing once again. Ohio State is pushing for the game to be played January 11th. The Big Ten Conference is advocating for the game to be postponed, the college football playoff national championship game, to be postponed to January the 18th. Earlier this week, I mentioned that there is a possibility and there are rumblings that the game would be postponed to the 18th. I was unsure about who was behind the pushing. Was it the SEC or was it Alabama or was it Nick Saban himself? Was it Ryan Day? Was it the Ohio State football team? Everything I'm hearing from Ohio State and I'm reading is the 11th. SEC, the 11th. Nick Saban, Alabama. The 11th. The only people that I'm hearing that may be wanting to push this thing back a week to the 18th is the Big Ten Conference because they want to have a legitimate championship. You can't, they don't want to use any excuses. They don't want any, anybody to just say, oh, Ohio State was not uh, at full strength and blah, 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 blah. Interesting thing to think about. I heard no issue or no thought of postponing the Big Ten Championship when it was clear that the Ohio State Buckeyes would not be at full strength. I did not hear anything or any rumblings about the Sugar Bowl being postponed or being pushed back due to Ohio State not being at full strength. But I also understand and understand why the Big Ten would want to advocate to postpone the national championship, the biggest game of the year, a week. So Ohio State is at full strength. Is the game going to be postponed? That is to be determined. In college football, in sports in general, there have been times things have been canceled the morning of the game. Think about this very quickly. Think about this very quickly, and we're out of here for the week. Ohio, not Ohio State, Clemson. They took a trip from Clemson, South Carolina, all the way to to, uh, Tallahassee, Florida, to play the Florida State Seminoles. Morning of the game, now Clemson made the trip. Day before, 
day of the game. They're down there eating breakfast. And then lo and behold, I believe it was about three and a half, three, three and a half, maybe four hours before, before kickoff of a 12 noon kick. It came out that the game would be canceled because one player from Clemson tested positive before making the trip from Clemson to Florida State. The medical staff, medical team for Florida State got wind and heard about this player testing positive because in the ACC, both teams' medical personnel have to meet and have to agree that the game can be played. Well, Florida State's people, Clemson's people, could not come to an agreement about the game being played due to one person's positive case and not knowing who else could be there and how the how the, that one case could spread around either Clemson or Florida State's team, and the game was canceled literally the morning of the game. Keep that in mind. I don't want to be a Debbie Downer. I don't want to be negative. I know the weight and how much and how this is a huge game, not just for you, but for the players, the coaches, both uh, both teams involved, and for college football fans. But things are crazy. Things are wild with what's going on, and this is a very fluid situation. Things I'm not wanting things to get postponed the day of the game, but with the way that the season has gone, it wouldn't shock me. It wouldn't shock me at all if that happened. You know the people that are organizing the game, they don't want to have at least enough time, and they don't want to do things day of, and have to push it back a week. But hey, crazy things have happened lately. Thank you so much for listening to and enjoying another episode of Locked on Buckeyes. You can always follow me on Twitter at jstevens07. You can also follow the podcast on Twitter as well at Locked on Buckeye. And any of you that want to send emails, send all of the emails to jstevens317 at gmail.com. Remember, guys, subscribe rate and review leave a five-star review on apple and other places you can listen to and enjoy locked on buckeyes are google podcast stitcher spotify and even iHeartRadio. just to name a few places you can subscribe to locked on buckeyes so you don't miss a beat the biggest game of the year is coming up on monday and i know there's a hashtag that's been around on the podcast twitter page on my twitter page and buckeye fans for years have been saying these two words and they make everybody oh so happy when they hear them go bucks